Hello, everyone. So this is episode one of Say When with um, I'm Edmund. Oh, and I'm Garawan. And it's a dedicated episode dedicated to Doctor Who, um, a new episode, episode eight of the Endeavour series. Um, but why are we even going to talk about Doctor Who? Why? Well, I mean, I'm just going to say why I like why I'm watching it now. I didn't. I I didn't watch. I haven't watched a lot of the last of much of it since the first series. I've dipped in and out, and I've come back. I've come back for for thirteen, and I think that that's really gay of me. And um, that I mean, that's kind of my stance. That's all I need to say. I've come back for thirteen. Edmund, I've also returned. I really liked um, kind of eleventh Doctor. Um, I didn't. I didn't really like ninth and tenth so much. Um, <laughs> Then I kind of drifted. Oh, yeah, okay. controversial already. Well, I know. Yeah, we'll get um, to, we'll come to blows about that another time. I because I like uh, kind of zipping through time and um, childishness, I guess, in those ones. Mm. And then I have also I was just so massively intrigued by the new series that mm. I've also come back, and it is a very gay <laughs> series. <laughs> so I it that's is like, though. I feel like it, I yeah. tr- there's no other there's no better terminology for it. But we've got we've covered it before, haven't we? It's a bigger break than it kind of. Mm. Mm. And obviously, that's a source of much. For, what, I've never said this out loud. I'm going to go for it now. Ferrari. <laughs> Do you know what word I mean? Yeah, I yeah, I'd say Ferrari. <laughs> we know that, but I almost I keep up with the Ferrari mm. because it because of her. I don't know. I I keep up with it by checking Twitter <laughs> for a few days after every episode. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that covers the why. Um, maybe we should just get into this eighth episode. Oh, okay. Um, the Witchfinders. Mm. Uh, a, a historical one. Um, set in Elizabeth. No, well, it's well set in sixteen twelve in Lancashire. Um, the third kind of historical episode in this series. Um, and we uh, we we don't see the TARDIS at the start. We just see the team wandering through kind of um, the woodland. generic woodland. Gen- I'm going to say generic. There's been a lot it's of autumn. woodland. It's I feel like it's the woodland because every script writer go. I don't want to give it away. Woodland, mm. <laughs> I think, might be it. Mm. And then they happen upon some kind of fair. Mm. Which is a good, I don't, it's a good um, misdirection because you, I don't think, I think that that was, I mean, I almost feel like it was a bit of a pointless misdirection. Mm. Was it just so that they could do the apple bobbing thing for them? Yeah, I mean, the apple bobble thing is great. (laughs) One of the Doctor's so far unrevealed powers is that he's really good at apple bobbing. (laughs) Can do it first time. Immediate. Immediate. It was an immediate bob straight for the prize. Yeah, which I've never done. So we um, jump, yeah. So we jump, we jump in, and then so after a, like a seven-second <laughs> kind of something, I don't know what it was. You know, just mm. like we're here. Uh, mm. uh no, we're not. Um, and they eventually just kind of shift the plot. And I just want to say that it's a particularly either it's brilliant writing or brilliant performance that you immediately feel grief for the loss of the old mm. mother twisted. Mm. She's in it for. S- I'm going to say again, about seven seconds before she's lost. 
and it conveys a lot of there was a lot conveyed in that interaction between her and her grandmother yeah with Willa and I thought that was probably like one of the episode's strengths is that there was a sort of sense of like family loss and family Mm. betrayal so so that kind of dive straight down to loss so we go from arriving at a fair everyone suddenly gets called to the river and then it turns out there's a a witch trial stroke dunking Mm. ducking um so and then there's kind of um she says so old mother twiston before she's drowned says this quite beautiful line which is um i'll still be with you in the fire in the earth in the air um and her granddaughter is kind of saying the words as well and i think that combined with the violins gives immediately kind of gives us this this sense of um uh the sense of pathos and yeah the mood matters and how it just darkens i, I also thought i thought it was meant to sort of subtly again another nice misdirection that they actually were witches kind yeah. well kind of witches not sort of satanic um ill will but that, that perhaps i thought maybe there was sort of some natural magic going on i had i had no idea i was i was sort of in uh, intrigued by the twist of the, the movement of the plot because i i went a, a, went a completely different way when i when i saw that yeah so. i think um in some ways the episode leaves that kind of open so that although it does t- turn out that there are there's an alien army in a hilltop oh, yeah. in pendle hill that's one explanation but actually you could still if you wanted to like the episode's quite loose so you could say actually maybe there was real witchcraft or maybe mm. it's all capital it's all the development of capitalism that did it mm. um, <laughs> ended which way you wanted to go well i also think that at the risk of i'm not i'm not i'm not i didn't like follow every twist and turn of the intricacies intricacies of the plot mm. especially by the end of i'm just going to skip right forward mm. i'm just saying by the end of the alien reveal because i feel like perhaps i'm wrong but something about Chibnall's like general showrunning or like conceptualization of the story is that in this in to me in this episode the aliens felt purely like a contraption uh, by what like like contrived to bring them mm. there and to create other interaction not obviously not in like the universe of the show this is not some kind of alien plot just in that sense that actually the thing that was discovered or learned or found wasn't was was with very little to do with the actual threat which is quite common, I think. The threat is often sidelined. I'm not sort of, I'm not a pers- I'm not particularly like uh, attached to the sci-fi element so much. I don't know. Mm. I mean, so the sci-fi element seems like a kind of children's rhyme or something like a, a children's tale <gasps> or folk tale yes. in the sense that there's an old tree which is is forming a key, which is locking up this mud army inside <laughs> in the mud of the hill, which is very much like the kind of thing that you know on a warps or something with children you might say look at that tree and you can no one can ever cut it down but eventually mm. if you do out will come the army from that planet and <laughs> yeah that's definitely, that fits very nicely <laughs> into the rhyme yeah <laughs> but i i think that um i mean again i'm jumping i'm sorry that i'm jump i'm jumping back and forth but i think that the idea that sort of the reveal that that well let's go to mistress savage before mm. I, before you don't let me Becky savage. don't let me jump Becca, which I kept Sorry, being Becca. like, I Becca kept being, Savage. You know, so I just kept being like, no one's called Becca in the past, <laughs> but perhaps that's not true, and I don't know. But yeah, let's go to her as like villain because she is the she She's is the, the counterpoint most for clear villain, yeah. Um, the counterpoint oh. to the Doctor. Oh, that's 
fit you. I don't know if I'd fit you if I had my hands on you. So she's a landowner. She yeah. has concocted the fair, the weekly fair, in order to duck, duck riches. But it turns out that she has the, the, the evil, or the alien ooze inside her. Um, so that's what the ooze does. Uh, well, how much of, how much is, I, I was sort of conflicted as to how much, because, for example, when the, the old mother twister is, is reanimated by alien matter, the doctor says, that is not your granny. Right, that is that mm. is made very clear. But like, where is where is clear, where is Becca in this? Is she, is she simply possessed? Is she a vessel? Is she gone? Because by mm. the in the last moments where she she actually says, you know, I am the witch and is taken over, then you know that she has, you know, Becca as a human has departed. Mm. But it's interesting. Like beforehand, was she sort of poisoned by it? Like, or was that in her natural na- in her nature, as as a woman who'd abandoned her her family? Yeah. And that sense of like where the line is kind of goes for how all of these themes don't really dovetail into each other. So whether it's about like <laughs> whether it's about the position of women and the kind of witchcraft kind of uh, women can only appear in this patriarchal society as witches, mm. or is it about a landowner and the kind of working class women, or is it about King Charles's paranoia? Not King, King James's <laughs> paranoia. About his his reign and his kind of tough upbringing, in which he says he was kidnapped and imprisoned. People tried to blow him up. Mm. Um, so it was a tough childhood. Um, I mean, we'll get to and we'll get to him because that's there's a lot to unpack. There. Oh yeah, let's not jump ahead. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm jumping to James. Oh, we both jumped. But um, well, I guess. But none of those themes. Yeah, yeah. None, of them, none are complete. Mm. Well, I think you could you could follow a lot of the. It's like it's it's. I found the. The storytelling strange because it drew up probably dozens of threads of thought and actually i mean it depends on how generous you want to be was it like simply lazy storytelling where you can where you can just play with ideas for the sake of the emotional impact and actually never follow them mm. or is it is it trying to tease out the complexities of the of the individual ones I will, I will, as Yaz says in the episode, park that thought. <laughs> park it. Can you park that, please? In a multi-story <laughs> thought park. Yeah, I'll um, park that, but I have something to say about that later. I, I, I guess, yeah, I, I was happy to go with it as a kind of, like, unresolved essay on the mm. Pendle, Pendle Hill. Mm. So Pendle Hill in Lancashire, I had kind of heard of before. I'm not a massive, massively know much about it um, in terms of actual witch trials there. Um and there's a there's a line from Graham, a common sense Graham, near the start where he says that he went on a walking tour of Pendle Hill, <laughs> but he d- he didn't hear about this hill, mm. which is later explained because at the end Graham says he's going to like erase all records of mm. this particular event, mm. this alien invasion. And they have no horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also it's also a bit like why the fair very quickly gives way to actual kind of history and witchcraft mm. trials in the sense that it's like the fair is like a kind of um, Jorvik Viking hunter mm. history recreation which suddenly gives way to something real so I quite like that but does I was wondering d- does the pe- do the Pendle witches or the Pendle witch trials mm. actually have a massive bearing on the story again I feel like I'm asking the same question over and over again to what extent is it almost just a useful sort of carapace <laughs> for certain things to be explored I think in one way they do because it was two families that were involved which were led by women um and they were both like 
casting spells against each other or everybody's involved in kind of competing with each other for healing. Yes. For healing it, well, space. I think Wikipedia, that most trusted source, <laughs> told me that they were competing with each other for like extortion, healing and, and trade. Like they were just two families that were both trying to corner the same turf. So the writer of this episode definitely read the Wikipedia page. Yes. That's, <laughs> well, that's in the that's in here where <laughs> Becca Savage was trying to be healed and then was angry right, that she couldn't right, be healed. Right. From the muggy so, menace. But I almost feel like the, the the even the doctor doesn't expend any like the doctor who has done a lot of more like does do a lot of moralizing mm. in, in a kind of new agey way, right? Doctor loves to moralize. Like the moralizing but not in a moralizing not in an even in an old doctor way, like in a new like Still about mm. the love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Love's the most powerful weapon. She yeah. Says, she says recently. The, 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 the demons of Punjab, there was a lot mm. about that. And, and love seems to be constantly. I mean, love's quite a controversial force mm. in the series so far. Like, a marriage that can't that can't happen in the, in the demons of Punjab were like love between um, the militant demons and the hapless um, Punjabi belt workers. Like, mm. it's not all, mm. it's not, it doesn't save the day. No. At all. It's more of a complication in the narrative, often. Um, but yeah, she. what I meant to say with that was that she never sort of... No one ever says the witch trials were an incredibly violent and misogynistic um, like era or... Mm. That's ne- I mean, not, I don't know if it's people are interested in, in saying that, but I don't... It wasn't, it was, that wasn't absent. Or maybe you disagree, maybe they're just having thoughts. Uh, no, I think it's present in a very kind of liberal way. In the fe- in the first, I guess for the first time in the series to come, the Doctor being a woman is makes an it's a dramatic scene of the episode, or a major scene that happened in the episode, mm. where he's put in difficult situations or has to not do things or has to be dunked in the water, um, which wouldn't have happened if it was a previous. Episode. And she gets tied up a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Which I mm. think was purely for erotica. No, um, I disagree, actually. But I mean, there was some, there's Daz- a lot there of that on Twitter. Dasmin. There was a lot of that on Twitter. I was like, you're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you are just tied up. I thought Don't it was a little bit it. like Joan of Arc-esque, her mm. being tied up. Um, yeah. But I mean, the Doctor is, has, is often tied up, like, historically mm. tied up. And Including I wonder... Hartnell's tied up right this time. Yeah, <laughs> see? So I don't know, I wondered if it, like, there is, there, like, not to acad- overly it, but there is a little something else present when you tie up like a female character. So it's all it's loaded. It's yeah, a loaded yeah, yeah. image. Yeah. And therefore I feel like it was done a lot. <laughs> it yeah. was like done twice. Um Yeah. But we talked about moralizing, so maybe I could we could talk about that. Do you remember the conversation with James the First that she has? when she tries to entreat him to let her go and just eat Eva. Mm. Which is, which doesn't work. Yeah, but that's like the, (laughs) I think I would have felt very poorly done by if he had let her go, because that would be a betrayal of the character that that Chris controls. But I guess we could talk about, I mean, right, I mean, I guess the point of that is that, well, there is that one great line where, where she says, it must feel good hiding behind the title. And he says, it lets me hide behind the doctor. And I thought that was the first time. You hide behind the doctor, for instance. Yeah, yeah um, that's the first time someone's mm. called her on that. 
um, well, I guess it's other the, indies. Yeah, not, not indies. It's the first time that she had been called on that. Yeah, um, it's just incarnation. Because it's this thing about like hide, oh, hiding behind your own name. Mm. Or he's n- no, he's not. I mean, they did really egg the name thing for that whole series, other series. Moffat loved it. Yeah, the name of the, the name doctor. of the doctor. And where the doctor... Yeah. So but that's, that's another kind of childhood rhyme thing. Mm. Like someone whose name can't be said might become TikTok. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? That's true. But I felt like when the only thing that was... Something that was uh, suggested, um, that has never been suggested before, is that the doctor has something to hide. Mm. Because I think we've talked before about how... So in my... Like, in my viewing of it, Moffat was obsessed with the fact that the Doctor was had had this kind of violent and murderous... Was, he was always trying to redeem the Doctor for it, but there was mm. always this kind of, like, side of the Doctor, a, a natural genocidal mm. soldier. Mm. I mean, maybe that's extreme, but, like, which he has been capable of and does kill off entire planets, species, for the good of Earth, usually. And none of that has been revealed to the new companions. Yeah. And we could... I mean, we could talk for ages, I suppose. Maybe we will, Liz. This was but a tiny This glimmer, was the only time that the Doctor, like... Because the Doctor talks a lot about what, like, especially in the first series, he talks about what she's been like historically, but they've all been like, I'm getting this type spot and I like to help people and I'm really fucking smart, but not like, and I yeah. have really killed a few million. Yeah. Mm. And then gone back and unkilled yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, he can, he can <laughs> revisit that. But, um... James the First. I think it's now we've mentioned this conversation with James the First. I, I really want to. Yeah. You can it. tell that so we're not particularly interested in the plot. We just have these little, these little hook things that these we moments. talk about. <laughs> that I think that's fine. Um, so James the First is in it. So the monarch after Elizabeth. It's interesting that right at the start, there's the suggestion that they asked the TARDIS to go to Elizabeth, and it led them to James. Um, so simply a case of. Bad navigation, Edmund. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, the TARDIS taking them where they need to go. Mm. Um, so it's interesting. So Elizabeth features a lot in the earlier Doctors. Um, but now we get this kind of complex James figure. Uh, famous for the King James Bible and for being interested in demons and researching them, amongst other <laughs> achievements. Um, uh, yeah, the King James Bible actually interestingly features... is quoted right Thou at the end. Shall not suffer a witch to live? Oh yeah. Which is a bit of a weird mm. biblical quotation. Mm. And then Graham quotes it chokily jokily right at the end before getting into the TARDIS. Um, so there's like two references to that and a reference and a cite of King James's own book. Mm. Um, beautifully re-quoted by the Fox Book Channel. <laughs> uh, with his kind of demonolia whatever it's called. Um, so that's interesting that, that, that there's this kind of um, textual element to him. Um, but then he's um, so amazingly played with such vim by Alan Cumming. What did you think of that? Oh, just a bit when he said about his pricker. You could have this with my <laughs> spare. <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful life. But I think, <laughs> I don't even think that Alan, Alan Cumming was just playing that part for laughs i think it's always mm. great when a monarch is played as absolutely ridiculous because monarchs are obviously mm. ridiculous and unnatural and and i think i've 
I don't, you shouldn't listen to the comments that I, mm. I heard people saying that like, you know, oh, a monarch wouldn't do this or that. And like, a monarch can do whatever the bloody hell they want, which mm. is, I think, although a lot of, a lot of the writing was, was very geared towards James getting all the best lines. And that's kind of on me. And also, I think every character, he kept offering this idea of like redemption through the king. If they could just get through to the king, um, we could we could resolve this and also eventually produce but he also ends the show unforgiven mm, i like that yes that's good that reminded me of um no human seen doctor speak to me today that's a misquote but yeah um so yeah so james um attacks Emperors, one of yeah, the, the leader, one of the leader of the kind of the queen of the Moraks, imprisoned the Moraks instead of letting them all go back into their bloody prison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could really, so. we could, we could go on the the prison abolition mm. thread, but we yes. know that the Doctor is the cock of the universe. Do we? Yeah. Do we? Do we? Or is Yaz the cock <laughs> of the world? Yaz the cock of the cock. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's. I feel like there'll be an episode where we could, where Yaz will we can, you know, get into that. I don't think it would actually that be that bad. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah, but James just bounces, just just like bounces around and just like lights up every scene, and yeah, he does get really good lines, but I think can also, and I'm coming to say anything in that field is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me of that. Such is his classic. Such is his classic. What are they doing? <laughs> oh, it's making me laugh. <laughs> and then the TARDIS disappears, and then he says, Where have they gone? Um, it's, it's, it's so brilliant. funny. But also, we, we can't not mention the, the Ryan flirtation. Right, of course. James and, and Ryan. There's nothing to say about it. It just was. It just was a. It just was. A massive flirtation throughout. And I just think, I feel like Ryan was, wasn't even just tolerating it. Ryan thought it was quite funny. Yeah. And, and, but not in a, not even not in, in a the cruel, classic, quite not... homophobic way. Yeah. That's really funny. What the hell are you doing? Just did a, just did some kisses. Mm. This is a sort of sense of, oh, this is happening. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And just being kissed, just being cute. Um, and gives James a funny eye at the end. The, 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 the eye that he gives, the eye that he returns with, mm. is the gift of the gods. Yes. Mm. Um. Oh wait. So we should talk about psychic paper because, oh, because I know I this is a to. big thing. <laughs> because for the first time ever, or I could be wrong. I'm not enough of a. Um, I don't haven't. Yeah, I'm not enough of a vision to know. But it seems like. Well, at least the first time in the ones that I've watched, that the Doctor, the psychic paper doesn't say what the Doctor wants it to say. But as, as far as I remember, the, the psychic paper says what the Doctor wants him to see. But it, I might have misheard that, and it's what the person wants to see. Or maybe it's just in, in the middle of both, in order to create a reality. Mm. Because sometimes the Doctor says what it is, like for example in Secret Psychic Investigations, which is exactly what... Uh, Trump, uh, cipher, not Trump, wanted to see. 
I love the idea of psychic favor. So I guess there's something something has happened in this time for this doctor where the leap between her mind and the paper and the mind of the person reading it something has mm. something historical has got into that leap. Mm. Wait, the doctor can't win against the conditions that they're under. Yeah. Which obviously is possibly a theme of the episode, although I'm never sure whether that's an intentional theme or just something that arises out of the conspiracy theory. It'd be great to read an entire novel in on psychic vapor. Where, where did she get it? Yeah. And where is it possible to get some? <laughs> and then like write a poem on it. And then the poem is just like the best poem that anyone who's reading it has ever read. Because she the... <laughs> she looked at the paper what in both in this episode, the both both times that she showed the thing, she just turned around and went, Oh, that's what it says. And the same thing happened in Kablam where she went, Oh yeah, okay, interesting. But so I, yeah, as you, I'm really interested in like how does the, what is written on the psychic paper come into being? Is mm. it a psychic link between the doctor and the TARDIS when she's reading? But but the psychic paper disobeyed her, mm. like the TARDIS does sometimes, mm. and and didn't help her at all. <laughs> Made everything worse. Yeah, because or is it that there's something that the psychic paper obeys a king? Because <laughs> it's like James but is is not fixed. I mean, they all obeyed the king. Mm. And I haven't seen, I, do, haven't, I don't remember enough of Prince Charles' history, to my shame, to know how much the Doctor generally obeys uh, royalty. There's some weird... Really nice to Winston Churchill all the time. It's something really weird that I don't want to think about, which is like the Doctor's relationship to Englishness. Oh. <laughs> um, oh I would prefer not. Um, yeah, we, c- <laughs> we can later. Maybe we'll later. Just, yeah. Not today. When, when we're strong. Yeah, when we're strong. <laughs> Um, before we go, we we we've got a special mention to Willa, mm. the granddaughter of old mother Tristan. Um, she goes on a lovely journey through the yeah. episode. Yeah, and as the doctor says, a little bit scared mm. is okay. Oh my god! I've just actually I just oh yeah totally forgot. So Yaz g- is given the mission <gasps> to go and uh, make sure Willa is all right. Be a family liaison officer. Yeah. as it's yeah. 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 <laughs> and then finds Willa saying her her rhyme about um Dada, you will find me in the air, you will find me in the earth. But then a tendril comes out of the earth and we wonder if it's witchcraft and then Yaz attacks it because the tendril's bad and it's trying to mm. go for Willa. Mm. Um and that's an amazing moment. Then Yaz and Willa have this Willa have this conversation which is Yaz reveals that she was bullied at school. Mm. Um and for a hell year. For a, for a hell year. Um, and so there's a, this whole other theme in the episode, therefore, which is about bullying and mm. um, bullies kind of manipulating uh, the world around them. Oh, uh, as the doctor says in the previous episode, don't like bullies. Mm. Don't like conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Just about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that, does, that does, again, give rise to an entire... Uh, Twitter storm around the idea of people being sad that Yaz was bullied. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. And is that why she became a cop? Yeah, and we don't know more about that, but perhaps now we all do want to know more about that. Yeah. Um, I want it to be like the story of how she shouldn't be a cop. That's in one of my hopes. Yeah, we'll that's, get that's there. a hope. But we should we should finish what we said about Willa, which I thought that that character was really well-rounded and and a lovely little storytelling creation mm. of like having that kind of strength 
and game and future and in a very kind of fragmented episode with lots of tiny moments and um, scenes, there's a scene in which they all go round to Willow's place and she makes old mother Tristan's favourite brew, uh, which is this kind of herbal drink, possibly. We, we imagine it's a herbal drink, but then at this point we don't know if they're witches, we don't know what's going on. Um, and so the doctor says, are you going to have any? And, she, and Willow says, no, I'm not thirsty. So it's this kind of scene in which there's there's a substance in a cup on screen and we don't know if it's poisonous or if it's lovely or if it's just tea or what it is. So uh, there's that kind of amb ambiguity which recalls the entire history of kind of um, potentially poisonous yet no objects on screen. Think of the glass of milk from Merlin Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I was interesting that they kept seeding that. Is she? Is she? I was like, I'm not quite sure. Again, I, I feel like that's just my very cynical like brain being like you just wanted to just yeah. keep playing just keep i love keep it I'm, I'm yeah, lapping it up <laughs> i don't know i was i'm far too young <laughs> cynical to to just appreciate it um well, so one of my hopes yes hopes. let's end with hopes hopes um, for the future is that there'll be an episode in japan simple as that simple as that i want one in indonesia <laughs> and you know they won't do both <laughs> I'll do the Japanese and Indonesia, and oh. then we can all have a go. <laughs> we have a good chat. Oh, it would be, that'd be a rough an interesting chat podcast, like that. Um, <laughs> I guess, um, in common with kind of uh, things that people were saying about the earlier historical ones, I, it would be really interesting to see one written by a kind of Black British um, script writer and, and like seeking to um, wind as it turns the hat. Yeah, because obviously we had. Um, Rosa by Marley Blackman. Yeah. She is a Black British writer, but yeah. wrote about America, mm. basically. Um, my hopes are, are more to do with I'm, I'm a goth, and I want the Doctor's dark side to come to the fore only because, not because I was particularly a fan of Moffat's sort of deeply gazing into the obsessing gazing into these complex touches and found the world of the doctor i think he put it really nicely when he said all those episodes call called things like the doctor's mind the <laughs> eye of the doctor the day <laughs> of the doctor the death of the doctor <laughs> you know that kind of obsessive introspective mm. oh this endlessly fascinating man mm. um i'm so very tired of that but just just as a kind of um fidelity visit to those experiences that the Doctor has actually had. Or is she running from them? Because what she's really good at doing is this whole personality as kind of a landscape of those events. Yeah. Um, I think that's my first hope. Mm -hmm. Very apocalyptic. End it there. Mm. See what the psychic paper tells us to do next. <laughs> oh. Tell us whatever we want. <laughs> Anything we want. <laughs> um, next week, should we briefly say what next week is? Have you seen the 32nd Doctor? No, I haven't, actually. You're Let saving me tell it. you. Oh, oh my do God. you want to not listen? Put your hands over your ears. Okay. Like it's not raining. It's just me and you. Um, it's set in Norway. It, it, the trailer has the Doctor chewing some straw, which I'm really happy about because we haven't got back to Doctor Winding eating things to find out information since I matched my episode ages ago. Um, something scary in Norway, um, which I hope, I'm still hoping we're going to bring some, some dark Doctor back to that. Um, then only then only, I will only know then if I'm actually going to enjoy it. 
because if we ain't going to do it in the penultimate episode, they're not going to do it. But they're not going to want to see that anyway. There's me. My back. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say goodbye, and I'll see you in the next one when we talk about this next episode. <laughs>